So last week we already started with Ois Aleph. We'll just do a little recap of Ois Aleph. Where Rabbi Nachman started off like this. Who's the man who desires a good life? Who's the man who wants to see good? A good life with a good wife. Haklaus. Rabbi Nachman told us that number one is a person should be invested in pursuing a life of peace, right? We're trying to attain peace. What is peace? Peace we spoke out last week and the week before is the coming together of two opposites. When you have two opposites and they're able, they're able to reside in harmony, that's peace. This is our goal. We're trying to create peace in this world. Ultimately, the highest level is that there's a spiritual existence and there's a physical existence and they're always quarreling with each other and we're trying to make harmony and peace between them. We have inner emotions, one that wants to be very, very generous and one that wants to be very conservative and we need to create peace and harmony between them. We have different people in our life that have different mindsets and different ways of thinking and different ways of reacting and all different sorts of situations that we experience and we want to make peace and harmony. So Ibn Nachman told us that there's three basic levels of peace that we're, that we're trying to be invested in pursuing. Number one, that there should be peace amongst Kal Yisrael. There should be peace, it's called Shalom Ben Yisrael. We should be at peace with everybody around us. In the Gemara says, Kashem Shein Partsadem Shavas, Kaf in the same Shavas. The same way no one has the same face, no one has the same opinion. No one has the same way of thinking, no one has the same way of reacting. Nevertheless, we're trying to create peace that there should be harmony amongst colleagues. A higher level of peace is like we're speaking about that we want inner peace, we want emotional peace. We want that there shouldn't be inner chaos. What are you laughing at? Everybody has different meters, different emotions. We want there to be inner peace. And the third level of peace is Bain Bitivoy, Bain Ba'akoy. It's the highest level of peace, which we'll see later in the Torah of Nachman says, is the Darga that Siddiqui MS, that we reach a point where we're so aware of Hashem, Tommy Yimse by Hashem whether things are going our way or things are not going our way, things turned out the way I want. Wanted to turn out, or things didn't turn out the way I wanted to turn out. I'm always able to find the sham, and I would be at peace with my situation. And I'm not living in this world of Yalo Shemayim Yerzuzam. Is one day I'm super excited, and I'm super on fire. Things went amazing. I was it was an accomplishing day. Everyone could recognize and see that I'm very very happy. And then one day I'm super down. I'm in the dumps because things didn't go my way, or this happened, or that happened. It's a sign of being very, very vulnerable to the external situations that I'm not, which I'm not in charge in and not taking control of the situation. So, if the circumstance was to my liking, I'm fried. Things are amazing. The stock market shot up. I'm amazed. Things did not go my way. It went down. So, uh, I'm on edge. I'm very, very upset and anything is going to take me off because I'm not living a life of harmony. I'm not living a life of peace. I'm living my life that, I, like we said, we spoke about the story of Yitzhak Baiter. If I'm leaning on something that's not reliable and it's not dependable, so I'm going to end up falling. We said a story last week with Yitzhak Baiter, I'm sorry. It was a big rest of the in Poland. And the, um, he, he was a big, big tzaddik, a big David Hashem. He was also a very wealthy man. He owned a big lumber company. And in between Mincha and Meir, he'd always get up and dash and the shoe. And every day he would scream the same thing. He'd scream about Amunah, Amunah, Amunah. Life is so good. Hashem takes such good care of us. And he would, he would scream about Amunah. There, there was always a guy in the back of the shul that would be murmuring, yeah, it'd be easy for you to talk. You're successful. You're, you make a lot of money. And you know how to learn Torah. And you're a big David Hashem. Look at me. I don't have anything. And he 
would always murmur, and anyway, one day there was a big fire. Make a long story short, and he lost all of his wealth one day. And he gets in, he comes to shul that day, and he gets up to speak with the same fire. And he says, He takes such good care of us, life is so good. And he starts praising Hashem. And the guy comes and he says, I'm always uh, speaking smack about you in the back. But how do you do it? So he says, Allah and Shulchan Aruch, that when you dive in, you're not allowed to lean on something so strongly that if you pull it away, you're going to fall. So everything in my life, I hold on to it because I need it. I need my business, I need my wife, I need my kids. But I'm not so dependent upon it that if you pull it away, I'm going to fall. The only thing that I'm fully reliable, that I'm fully reliant is on Hashem. So this is the highest level of peace. When I'm able to enter the state of harmony, bain betivoy, bain Basic summary of what we learned before. And then once we get into the state of inner harmony and we're at peace with ourselves, we love ourselves, now we're able to love every Jew because no one's a threat to me. We're able to recognize everybody has a purpose in this world, they have their unique way of contributing to the world, and I always have what to see in good in other people, and Mimela, we're able to be at peace with everybody, with everybody in our life. Now Reb Nachman is going to go into the next three levels of understanding Hashem, because all of peace comes down to recognizing Hashem. Hashem is Oysa Shalom Reimah Vuyasa Shalom Aleinu. When we're able to integrate and involve Hashem into our life, this is the, the, this is the moment that we're going to have peace on all these levels. So says Rabbi Nachman in Ois Beis, V'tzorach Ladas, one must know, Shemaloi Chol Haaretz Kavoyder, the entire world is filled with Hashem's glory. V'leis Aser Panimine, there is no there is no void of Hashem's presence. The Iu Memala Kolalmim, the Soiv of Kolalmim, and Hashem surrounds all worlds and fills all worlds. Vafilu Misha Oisik B'Masu Matan Bakum, even if someone's involved in business with non-Jews, what Yochalis Natsa Loimar, he can't come complain and slack off and say, Yefshalavadis Hashem Yisbaruch Machmas Obvious Vagashmias. I can't serve Hashem in this place due to all the physicality, due to all the materialism that I'm stuck in. Shenoifel I'm always dealing with our Jews I'm, and I'm involved in this material world. How am I supposed to serve Hashem over here? One can't slack off and say this, says Rabbi Nachman. Chazal already revealed to us. In all the physical things and all the material things, there is godliness. One can find godliness. Without Hashem's godliness, they will have no kir. They will not be able to exist at all. As the Pasuk Nechamya tells us, Hashem alone gives vitality to everything that exists in the world. Hashem is the only true existence, and He brought into world to the world all existence. Quick question on that. So that seems to like make a lot of sense when it's like, let's say, plants or things that are living that Hashem created. Like, let's say a table, for example, because in theory, like, Hashem created a person that can make a table. So theoretically, the source of the table came from Hashem, right? But then they like, can we say like a table or certain things like that are like have life? Because it's you're saying like we're talking about physical things, right? That have life. So would you say like a table? Is that what you're referring to? The the table is providing a service for us right now, right? We're able okay. to keep our swarm on it. Right. We're able to. It's providing a service. And Mamela, there's there's a certain kiyum that it has, a certain existence that it has. It has an existence as a table. It doesn't have an existence as an animal, as a plant, or as a human being. But is existence is to be a table. So you're saying anything anything that has anything that exists has a purpose. Exactly. Certainly, everything that exists has a purpose. What is allowing it to fulfill its purpose is Hashem. Hashem is the source of all life. 
Hashem keeps alive and allows everything to fulfill its purpose. And if Hashem were to decide that I no longer want this thing in this world, its purpose has been completed, so He retracts His vitality, He retracts giving a life, and it disappears. Hashem is constantly involved in everything. So what we saw over here, anyone who's familiar a little bit with learning any of the swarm of the Talmud of Alshento, these Lashonas are very, very, very common. They're thrown around in almost every other page. Today we celebrate the Yartzel. The last ayin, tonight is the Yartzel. Last night and today. Oh, today, today is the Yartzel of another Hasidic master, I think of Majitz. But the, the Baal Shem Tov came to the world, he passed away. He came to the world, I think in 1706, about 300 years ago, and he completely revolutionized all of Jewry. Mamish, he was the founder of Hasidus, and he completely created a whole new perspective for the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov was the, the founder of Hasidus. He created a whole new perspective that touched thousands and thousands and thousands of lives and by now there's, you know, come on, no one in the world who hasn't heard of the Baal Shem Tov, who hasn't been inspired and affected by the teachings of Baal Shem Tov. but he, he was able to bring it down to the world to say very, very simply that we could talk for hours and hours and hours about the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov. but very simply what he did was he brought down to the world a greater Gilayalikos. What the tzaddikim do is that they're able to reveal Hashem's presence. This, this, is, this is their industry, this is their whole desire, to reveal Hashem's presence to the world, to everyone in the world. They want to make Hashem more attainable, more understandable, more relatable for every single Jew, to bring every single Jew to develop a relationship with Hashem. It used to be very common back in the day that there was people that were extremely intellectual. There were Lamdonans. They were incredibly, you know, skilled scholars. And they were able to sit and learn Shas and Puskim and Rishonim and Achroinim. And these were the elite. And they would sit and they would learn. And they would be able to have a relationship with Hashem because they were, they were very, very intellectual. And they were skilled. They were Lamdonim. They were Bali Kishrin, they call them. And there was other people that weren't so fortunate. And, you know, they're, they're at a very young age. They weren't as fortunate as us nowadays. They need to go out to work. They become shoemakers and they work on the farm. And they do basic chores. And they knew very, very, very little about Yiddishkeit. And they weren't very, very involved in a practical way in Torah Mitzvah. Because they, they weren't from this group. And they felt like... The opportunity. Uh, yeah. Be, why? Because there was... At that point... There wasn't anybody that was able to show them that every single Jew has a unique way to connect to Hashem. That every single Jew in every single place that he is, with his emotional makeup, with his mechanics, in his Mitzvah with his parents, and with his wife, and with his kids, and with his job, has a unique way to connect to Hashem. And what the Baal Shem Tov did was he came down and he was able to reveal and make it so clear and real to us that Hashem is Nimtza, Hashem is involved in every single part of your life. There's no such thing as anything that you're going through that's void of Hashem's presence. Not an emotion, not an encounter with another person, not a business deal. There is nothing that we experience in our life that Hashem is not involved and that we don't have the opportunity to enhance our relationship with Hashem. The Baal Shem Tov came down and he screamed, The entire world is filled with Hashem's presence. There's nowhere that we could ever be in the world that we can't come close to Hashem. There's no time in the world. I don't care if we're in 2021 at a time where there's mostly evil things taking place and all sorts of craziness. I don't care if it's COVID. I don't care if it's this pandemic. I don't care if your shul's shut and your Rebbe's shut and your chavus is not there. There's a way for you to connect to Hashem because there's no place in the world that's where Hashem. Lace asa panimine. There's a lush of the Zerah There's no revoid of Hashem's presence. There's nothing that's punished. Lace asar panimine. There is no place void 
of Hashem's place. Pony, empty of Hashem's presence. And the, and the Baal Shem came down and he screamed, Hashem is Memala Kalalman, the Seyv of Kalalman. Hashem fills all worlds and He surrounds all worlds. He fills everything that we're experiencing and He's way beyond anything that we're experiencing. And these ideas is something that the Baal Shem was able to completely revolutionize and it's something that we're able to carry with us and it, everyone in some way or another is affected by these teachings of Baal Shem. And Rabbi Nachman's company is trying to spoon feed us these ideas and these concepts because without this it's very, very hard to live the Mi'a Chavitz Chaim, to live a very good life. Because we're always going to be in a situation where in our mind we feel like I can't come close to Hashem in this situation. This is not the ultimate situation when you come close to Hashem. When my Gemara is closed and my, I, I'm not davening, I'm not doing this. I'm doing, how am I supposed to cling to Hashem? How am I supposed to connect to Hashem? We find, unfortunately, many, many people, they excel in yeshivas, the top students. They're done in the machab and the ksais and the rajma and this and that. And the second they need to go out to work and support their family, you see them slowly, slowly, slowly fizzling away. And they have little, 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 little to none to do with anything holy, with anything pure. Because they were never trained and they never heard these teachings of the tzaddikim that gave them the proper perspective to realize that when you're working, this God found, this godliness right there too. You can connect to Hashem in your work. And if you don't have so much time and you can't learn so you can learn the keys. There's all these mishnaburas. There's all these different zones. There's no such thing as a time in our life when a Jew cannot be mafubarat Hashem, connected to Hashem. And now it comes down to the humility, to accepting that it could be my picture and my image of the most successful day, of the ultimate way to serve Hashem, might not be the way that Hashem wants me to serve Him right now. Uh, a friend of mine was telling me that he, he learned with a Torah mate. Pinsy was on, uh, right? He learned with a Torah mate and he was complaining with uh, uh, like a secular guy who was trying to come closer to Judaism to Ura, set him up with a Torah mate. And he was complaining to his Torah mate that he has such gagum, such yearning to be an Eretz Yisrael. He's got to be an Eretz Yisrael. His Torah mate's like, I don't get it. Obviously, God doesn't want you to be an Eretz Yisrael right now. Like, how do you know? Because you're not in Israel right now. Oh, what else was he saying? So he said, he, he said, what were they? He said, what were the yes, no, God. He's like, because God said you're not supposed to be there. Because right you're not there. Yeah. Right? So we get in our mind, like, I need to be in Israel. I need to be in this situation. I need to be with this Rebbe and this Yeshiva and this time. Then I'll serve God. Then I'll be made. Right now, uh, I'm a little wiring a house. Am I supposed to serve God over here? And, we, and we, in our mind, we like close off. No, Hashem, you're void of this place. And you're void of this place. So, really, these three Lashonis, or Nachman saying, is the way to merit these three levels of peace. Check this out next. What was the first level of Shalom? Shalom ben Yisrael, right? Second level of peace is Shalom ben Midaisa, inner peace. The third level of peace is Ben Betivay Ben Balkay. Both success and not success, things go my way, things don't go my way, to be at peace. The first Lashon of Nachman says, Meloi Chaloritz Kevoideh. Hashem's glory fills the entire world. What's the Eitzah? How, how do I be at peace with everybody in my life? I need to realize everybody has Nefutus Tayyus. Everybody has something special. Hashem's glory is with everybody. Everybody has something special to this. Everybody, and when I'm able to start, first of all, looking at myself, I have good points. I have so many special things about me. So many special things about all the different details of me. Everything makes up with me. And I start looking at other people. And I start seeing everybody has something special. Hashem's glory fills this year also. And on the surface level, he looks angry, and he looks stingy, and he looks negative, and he looks spazzed out. Whatever it may be that we see right away when we meet different people, we start immediately judging them, which is a natural, normal, healthy. But when we start seeing a little deeper, there's nowhere, and for sure, there's no Jew in the world that's void of Hashem's presence. 
Hashem is lighting up this Jew. This Jew has a beautiful candle inside of him. So now I'm able to be at peace with him. The more that I'm able to see Nakuda's Taivas and people, I'm able to be at peace. Can I do it for a second? I forgot to mention before the class. Can we just have a mind for Rafa Shalema, for Bracha Fagel, Basel Hadis, have Rafa Shalema? Rafa Fagel, you really should have Rafa Shalema, the core of knowledge. Just in the Swiss of this class, whatever. Okay, side point. Go back to what you were saying. So the next level we were saying is the next level of peace is showing me. Well, the second lashon Nachman used v'leis aser panimine. This is a lashon from the Zerah There's no place void of Hashem. What's the answer? How do we get there? You know how many books and hours of lectures and podcasts have been spoken about this recently? It's, it's a big, big matana that Hashem is giving that our, our generation, we're a very, very, very sensitive generation, very, very emotionally in tune. Back in the day, no one knew what they were. They didn't, there's no such thing as antidepressants, no such thing as medication, anxiety, pills. these stuff didn't exist. You were just forced to hustle to get over life. You had disappointment, you had, bills, you, had, you had to go to the field, you had to milk your cows. There was no time to think and contemplate and to, to really digest our emotions. It's a relatively new thing. And Is that not a better life? What's a better life back then? To not be... Ignorance is bliss? I don't know. I, you'd be telling David Amelch expressed his emotions oh, yeah. pretty, pretty well. Oh, yeah. 100%. David Amelch was, uh, was, uh, was on a pedestal. You're going way, way, way back in time. And it, there, it, was, it was around the base of Mikdash era, which it could be there's much more Yeshiva Das. He was certainly yeah, very still, he explains his emotions so crazily. 100%. There the details was, that he uses is very, very, very deep. 100%. You're 100% think, right. There's always people, and he's saying also that there are many, many people that were, but I'm talking about on a very broad level. Also, there was no therapist. No, think, who was going also, to therapy 200 years ago? People, people were, 150 years people were who was investing? Uh, wait, I'm cutting you off. Where is it? I was just going to say that I think that we were in tune with our emotions. I think emotions did exist back in the day. Oh, yeah, people were extremely in tune. It was just that they weren't as sensitive to it. Now, meaning we're in tune just like they were back then, but it affects us more because we're, we're more sensitive to how, how it like relates to us and we take it personal and we, we feel like we need to take action towards it. I feel like back in the day, they were still emotional. They, they cried, they things, they, they poured out their, their tefillas. But I think they weren't, it was more of like a deeper level of emotion, like you're saying. Like now, I, I think it was both emotion. I think now it's more of like more of a sensitivity, more of a deeper relationship within the emotion. There's something, there's a calling almost. There's like a calling within the emotion to help us bring out ourselves in a self-awareness to, to connect with the Shem. So, yeah, whatever. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very well said. So yeah, you are right. There certainly were people and you're going very far back. Throughout all of time, there are people in touch with their emotions. I'm talking about now, it's, it's become much more on a surface level, much more discussed, much more recognized, and people are much more invested, both monetarily. It's a massive industry, therapy, psychotherapy, all these different types of things. It, you want almost a guaranteed parnasa, go to school and become a therapist. These, they're overbooked and overbooked and overbooked and overbooked. And very hard. We're becoming a lot more for sure sensitive to our emotions, more in tune, and it's causing, if it's not in line, much more of an eco. It's causing us to become more, you know, it's, 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 it's like a weight on our shoulders and our legs. And it's, uh, what's it called again, debilitating a lot more than it was back in the day. Back in the day, I would think, 100, 100 years ago, you don't need to go so far back, a, a child comes home and he feels neglected by his mother, 
he's not going to be sitting there and swallowing and like feeling big. He's going to he's going to need to move on to life. He's not going to have the time to properly digest it. It wasn't and there wasn't the proper awareness for it. He might have felt. He for sure felt the emotion. He felt the glut. He felt pain. He felt suffering. But not to the highest, like not to the highest ability where he was able to obviously because the people now are getting stuck by their emotions. It's obviously hitting them much deeper. Right. Right. It's, it wasn't debilitating. Meaning they didn't. They, they weren't like knocked unconscious because of it. right. So the fact that we are, it's either either we're weaker or it's hitting us stronger. I think there's also a fear factor is where people realize that the people that didn't actually deal with their emotions get affected tremendously later on in life. So you have that you have that drive to to, to dip it in the bug right now. Try to try to at least heal properly from it. So there's that fear that this guy you see him 20 years later what he's dealing with you know right that's a good point also that's a point also you're more aware there's an awareness that hey if we deal with it now we'll be able to be able to heal much faster much better you're a tree you know the older you get the harder it is to correct the bigger the tree the harder it is to fix the, the crooked line very good very good we're learning, you're saying, right. So if Nachman gives us a Yitzah, how do we get to this inner peace? How do we get to Shalom Ben Medesa? How do we get to this inner peace? Because what's a lack of inner peace? A lack of inner peace is, you know, we'll take an extreme example. You're driving and someone cuts you off. And you, you lose it. There's something inside of you that gets very angry. It feels very not recognized. How could this person do this to me? And how could he ever cut me off? <coughs> And now it causes inner chaos and our whole inner system is not functioning with harmony or peace and there's a lack of inner peace, right? Or someone disrespects us. Someone says a, a line, an insulting line. So again, it'll set us off inside. It'll set us off and it'll take away. We're feeling sad one day. You wake up one morning, you feel a feeling of depression. That happens all the time. We feel feelings of sadness. We feel feelings of worry, of concern. And very often, the natural response to this is we try to shut it down. Stop it. You're making me look bad. I got to dive and I got to go work. I got to learn. I got to be this. I got to do that. Leave me alone. Don't come to me. You're afraid. You're afraid to public speak. You're afraid to do this. You stop it. I'm a tough guy. Leave me alone. And we want it. We want to neglect it. We throw it right away and throw it under the map because perfect. How could it be that I have fear? How could it be that I'm getting angry? What, what am I doing? Today I was driving actually and I was, I was going a little too fast and it was a very tight lane and this guy starts honking at me and like I wasn't thinking straight. I made a mistake and I swerved around him and like it was very close. And it was a black dude and he like put on his reverse. He was about to get into road rage. <laughs> I thought that uh, like okay, I'm sorry, I'm a mistake. But for like literally three minutes, I was I was so upset at myself. I was like, what are you doing? What you, you got to do? I'm like, holy thoughts and not holy thoughts. And I was okay. I made a mistake. Okay, fine. Let's go. We'll move on. I'm not gonna let this like take up my whole day right now because I made a mistake. I made a mistake. But first. There was inner chaos. There was a lack of. There was a lack of shown. There was a lack of emotion. The emotion. emotion. Yeah. Right. 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 So the itza is is that we need to realize lace asapanamine. There is no. There is nothing void of Hashem's presence. Meaning, if I have, let's say, a feeling of fear, come up inside of me. 
So, I should stop and think for a second. Did I go to a lab? Did they inject me with one of these shots and say, oh, dose of fear. Smogos, this is your dose of fear. This is your dose of anxiety. We're going to give you a shot for depression. We're going to give you a shot for a desire to connect. Did Albert Einstein create this fear and put an anxiety in me? My parents gave me this fear. Where did this come from? How does this ever, how does it, where does this come from? I look a little deeper and I don't know. God, a customer made this, right? Obviously there's a creator, there's a, there's a founder. Why is there such a thing of fear in the world? Why is there such a thing of fear? I was just this year the other day and someone asked, uh, someone who speaks a lot about fear and you know how I need to overcome fear. And this, he asked, is there any, is there ever a positive place for fear? Like, you always say fear is so debilitating, and it, it, you know, locks us down. Like, and he's like, for sure, there's a mitzvah in the door of your Obviously, Hashem created fear for a purpose. So if I'm able to see deeper, which we'll see in the Hemshech of the Torah, is the goal to everything, to, to, to develop a vision, a laser-sharp x-ray vision that sees through, or pierces through the external way that an emotion presents itself, which is as a threat to me, as something that's going to come and hold me down and possibly cause me to fail, possibly cause me to look bad, possibly cause me pain. But I'm able to see a little deeper and I see there's something good in it. There's a reason why you're coming to me. There's a reason why, let's say, an emotion of fear is awakening inside of me. It's trying to protect you, but it's trying to protect me. Either from physical pain, or from spiritual pain, or from failure, or from making my, uh, making a fool out of myself. So you take the example of public speaking. Someone needs to public speak and gets all afraid and he's nervous. So if he sees a little deeper, he needs to realize there's a reason. What? He's deeper. If he sees a little deeper, and he's able to channel his perspective, and he recognizes there's a reason why this emotion is coming. Lace asks upon him, there's no revoid of Hashem's presence, even this emotion, which looks bad. This is negative. It's not yours and I am. I'm afraid that I'm going to make a fool of myself. But even here, there's godliness. There's for sure godliness over here. What's it coming? Like you said, it's coming to protect me. Plan. Do, do your diligence to make sure that you're not going to make a fool of yourself. Or there's something to you. There's, there's godliness that can be found in every single emotion. Where does, where does, where does Atzvah come from? That was created in a lab? No, it was created in a lab. I should custom me and give us a dose of godliness. So I, if I see a little deeper and I find the godliness and I find something special in every single emotion, so immediately it's going to be able to be subdued. Immediately it's going to be able to calm down. But the mission, again, is when we need to be able to develop a perspective, which we're going to see soon, is that on an external level, all these emotions and things that come up, they look like threats. And they look like things that are going to hold me back. It looks like things that are going to make me look bad. But we've got to be able to look deeper and to realize, Lace asa there's no avoid of Hashem's presence. There is no emotion I'm experiencing that doesn't have a lakos, that doesn't have godliness. There is nothing that I'm experiencing inside of me, mentally and emotionally, that there's no godliness, meaning there's no way that I could develop into a greater version of myself through what I'm experiencing. There's no way that I'm going through something that cannot bring me closer to my creator. There's no way that I'm feeling something that through this I cannot come closer to Hashem. And it's very, very challenging in the moment because emotions take over our mind. 
and we'll see soon that the Gemara says Sadikim Libam Bereshusa Rishon Bereshus Libam Sadikim their heart their emotions are completely in their control Rishon Bereshus Libam the wicked their their emotions and their heart takes complete control over them it's like the horse overthrows the rider and we're still tied to the horse like we were speaking about the other week and we're riding in the back and we allow any little slight thing to take us over and we get super dramatic about anything and super excited even to get super excited when I was telling the other day speaking about this meal of Ishtavas is not necessarily the right thing to do to get overly excited to be overly dramatic to overly react because that's exiting the way of peace that's exiting a life of harmony I'm making myself vulnerable if it's not the exact way so I'm going to have these same things on the other side on the flip side we need to be able to recognize every single thing that I'm experiencing every emotion is here to make me a greater version of myself to bring me closer to Hashem there's nothing that I'm experiencing that can't myself and this is there's nowhere void of Hashem there's nothing that I'm experiencing that's void of Hashem's presence this is we'll see soon in the Hamshach of the Torah but this is one of the eights to attain the second level of inner peace of inner peace and it takes obviously a lot of mindfulness a lot of mindfulness and it takes ultimately one should have a set time where he's able to come and to really reflect and to really with, with Yeshiva Das in a calm, cool and collective state where he's going to expand the consciousness to be able to look and even to, re, to reflect on the past things that he experienced and to find the Elikus, to find the Godliness, to recognize the, the times throughout the day or the week or the month or the year that we thought there's no way that I can connect to Hashem through this. There's no way that this is coming to me so I can become a greater version of myself. And through that, it will lead that even through the day when certain emotions come up because, again, we're living in a world with people. We're living in a world where people do all sorts of different things. We live in a world with all different types of disappointment and things that we experience on a day-to-day basis and naturally different emotions are awakened. Usually it's subconscious and we, you know, it'll be too either too painful or whatever so we just shut it out. We're not even aware of it. Our subconscious processes it. And a lot of times it's so strong that it comes to our conscious mind that it'll take over our whole day. It'll take over our whole mind. It'll take over all of our feelings. And the more that we're able to come and to, to, to work and to train in this avoda of lace asukanamine, of being able to see deeper, to see there's elikus, there's godliness here. So the more that we're able to have shown you, inner, inner peace and inner serenity. Is this applicable to women also? Absolutely. It, 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 if you're, we're not supposed to be like controlled by our emotion, right? And, and have like Yishavadas and have clarity of mind and have a balance between the two. Like, aren't women like, like working through emotion? No. They're definitely more emotion. They're definitely more predominant. Uh, yeah, it's more predominant. Yeah. Right. So that would that would use that would make me think that that's all generally overriding. Like their decisions are based off of some sort of logic, but the overriding. Uh, what's it called of, of emotion? So that's why they say the husband's supposed to make the decisions. No, but I'm saying that's why we're supposed to compliment each other for sure. That's why we need to be married. No, but just they're more sensitive to things. No, it's a real thing. They're more sensitive to the to the emotional aspect of it, and the men are the more intellectual, more practical aspect of, of a decision, which is why you both together. But when they're on their own, I'm saying the decisions they make without a man. How does that work? But okay, whatever, fine. It's definitely more dominant, but I would think. I'm not a woman. I would think from from what I've learned so far, and I think most people will tell you, is that it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be invested also in this work. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't be invested also in taking control of their emotions and be able to get to know their emotions. Sure, it may be harder for them. It's more, yeah, for sure. It's definitely more challenging, but it's a work that's... Apparently they're more connected to Hashem than we are. 
which might be a emotional they're naturally more connected they naturally live in more of an emotional connection they live in more of a state of emuna because they live in more simplicity so they don't maybe, maybe like their emotion is just more of a level of, of like their tuneness to Hashem so they don't necessarily need I mean they need the, the support and the security from a man and the, 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 the logic right? but they, I feel like they're, they're, they're somewhat so connected to Hashem so like when they're on their own they're not as the, meaning if we overwhelm ourselves with emotion then like we could go out of hand so for a woman because they're so close to Hashem then I don't know so never mind okay go on good stuff good stuff but yeah I think it's definitely it's definitely applicable that's the second level this is the second this is the eighth level for the second level piece of piece lace house upon me the third Lashon of Nachman used was Memala Kalaman Vesayu Kalaman which is again from the Zerakodesh very 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 deep it's a very esoteric thing and there's pages and pages and pages is written about this from the tzaddikim, but uh, on a simple level, a little bit what this might mean. First of all, it's the etzah for the highest level of peace, which is being betivoy, being ba'akar, where we enter such a state of harmony and peace, of connection to Hashem, that there's no difference whether we succeed or fail. Anything that happens to us, anything that occurs to life, we're able to stay accountable and collective. What? Show them being Yisrael. Be at peace with the people around us. Live in harmony and peace with the people around us. Ensure there's peace amongst Galai Yisrael. Being betivoy, being ba'akar, is memalakalam, masayvakalam. Memalakalam literally means... Hashem fills all worlds, the Sogam that Hashem surrounds all worlds. Meaning, like you used the example of the table before. Hashem fills the existence of this table, and Hashem surrounds the existence of the table. He's way beyond this table, right? Hashem fills me, I have a chilek of my and He surrounds, He's much greater than that. He's way beyond it. Hashem fills the entire world and everything that exists in it, and He's Vesayukam, He surrounds, He's much greater than anything in the world. So there's also an avoided to it. Mamalakam, I have a mission. Every single one of us, every single thing in the world, every single person in the world ultimately has a mission to fill, to be mamalakolam, to fill the whole world with the awareness of Hashem's presence. You take a cup of water, it's completely concealed that this is from Hashem. What do we do? We say, Hashem, you created everything, but the word. Hashem, you created all the world. Now I revealed Hashem's presence in this cup of water. I go to a person who's poor, who's struggling financially, and I give him stucco. Because Hashem said, take care of my children, people that are suffering. I'm revealing there's a God in the world. I'm filling this world with Hashem's presence. You know how much piercing there is of the Jewish nation throughout the world because of the stuff we get? Yeah, I mean, news articles are on about the tax deductibles that go on billions and trillions of dollars. The, most, the wealthiest people in the world that are filing for tax deductible things throughout the for charity. This is revealing the world with Hashem's presence. All the people that are learning terror, all the institutions, all these buildings, all the shuls, everything that is going up, it's, it's filling the world. Exactly, being mechanic, literally sanctifying Hashem's name in this world. Hashem needs us to reveal His presence in this world, to be mimal, to fill the world with His glory, to fill the world with His presence. Now, that's being betivu. When things go well, meaning through all the good that I have, through the lakutim around that I have, through the shulchan aruch that I have, through the davening, through my tefillin, through my tzitzis, through my kosher, through my friends, through everything that I'm... Bein we need to use it to fill the world with Hashem's glory. 
We have goodness in life. We need to use it to fill the world with Hashem's glory, to be to crown Hashem as King, to be Mamlech Hashem in my specific situation. Because there is no one else in the world that has the opportunity to crown Hashem as King in what I'm going through. No one was ever where I was with my background and everything that brought me up till I am right now. That is experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. That could say Hashem, you're the Melech over here. Hashem needs me to do that. And my shirts to show and all the different my shlichus in this world is to crown him over everything that I'm going through. The Malgon to fill the world with his glory, to fill and reveal his presence to the world. And that can be done again in a many, many, in many, many different ways. Every single mitzvah we're doing is filling the world of Hashem's glory. Every word of chizuk, every single word of truth, of MS, of Amuna that we're sharing in the world is filling, is filling Hashem's world with his glory. And through the tivai, through the good that we have in our life, we need to use it and be invested in filling Hashem's, in filling this world with Hashem's glory. And obviously, it's a it's it's a responsibility, but it's exciting, it's invigorating, and it's it's very 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 you know. It gives a lot, a lot of vitality. The more that we're invested in this, in this mission, feeling, using all the good that we have in life to fill Hashem's light, to fill it, to, to reveal Hashem's presence in the world. And the Malak allow him to be invested in filling Hashem's world with His presence, with His glory. And then there's times I don't have. It's so the only that comes to me. I don't have sucker to give him. I can't fill. I can't reveal His glory through failure. Or I don't have the mind, I don't have the mind, I don't have the mindset to sit and learn. Right now. I can't. I'm not up to it. I'm not even diving with the My tefillah didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Or I'm in a certain circumstance, situation. Jews in the Holocaust, they didn't have no books, no Hanukkah, no Esther, no Hanukkah, no Hanukkah, on Sukkot, no Matzah to eat on Pesach. How do they fill the world? They're not even Makayim, they're in Mitzvah here. We learned in Isa Aleph that the main way to have this peace is through the Torah and through the Tzadikim. What if we're lacking? We don't have this. So now this is Things are not going my way. I don't have ways and means, so to speak, to fill the world with goodness, to fill my life with goodness, to fill my soul with goodness. How do I fill my heart with goodness? I can't. I don't have the means to do this. So now there's a Sayyid Kalam. Hashem is way beyond my little pea brain of a mind of thinking how I'm supposed to fill this world with goodness. The way that Hashem is conducting this world is Kulam Hashem is completely just in everything that in every single thing that he's doing. And there's no way that my little finite mind will ever grasp Hashem's infinite plan and Hashem's infinite Amhaga, the way that he's conducting the world. Hashem is way beyond my understanding. So even though I don't have the ability right now to fill the world with Hashem's glory, how do I fill the world with Hashem's glory? Is the Hashem is way beyond me. We enter what's called I am a I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're at. I can't. I don't. I can't see any way right now to serve you. I feel down in the dumps. I feel like I'm in a low state of mind. There's no. There's no way that I feel that I can fill the world with goodness right now. But the only. What's the way that we could do it? Is by I am a By searching. By seeking. By knowing and believing that Hashem is way beyond you. There's something so much greater than you. I'm a part of something so big that I can't. I can never fully quite grasp and, and understand. Because if I could have grasped and understand everything about Hashem, and I can know all of His ways, so what makes Hashem Hashem and me me? What makes Hashem the Creator is that there's obviously things that I can't understand about Him. Because He's way beyond If you have someone in your life that you respect or whatever, and then you reach a point and you know, you realize his whole, his whole tactic, his whole strategy, whatever. I know a friend of mine, he told me he was working for someone. Literally three months after he was working for this person, he said, I'm out, I'm opening my own company. I figured out exactly what they're doing. I don't need them anymore. 
Till then, he was ranting and raving about how amazing his company. These guys were like so awesome to him. The second he figured out their trick and their tactic, so he was right there with them. Right, I'm doing the same exact thing as them. I know what they do. I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. If I'm able to grasp Hashem and I'm able to know everything that's going on in the world, what makes Hashem Hashem and me? This is what the Nachash wanted to do to other Marishan. He gave, he injected in them the Ratzin to be like God. The ego wants more of the Kach to, to, to create. To create. That was the biggest time for the product. Right, there's obviously a lot, a lot of terror. There's definitely a lot, a lot of terror. But one of them is Vies and Pilikim. Right. Like like I want to be, I want to be on the same plateau. I want to be able to understand Galenus, grasp Galenus, create like God. You say, when God fashioned all the worlds, I want to fashion all the worlds. I was all Gaiva, I was all Ugo. He wasn't able to submit himself to the way Hashem is conducting the world. And that was the cause of all misery and all bitterness in the world. Comes back from that sin. From this ego, from this Gaiva, from this stubbornness, I know everyone. I want to be king. I need to know everything. I need to know why I'm going through this. I need to know why this happened. I don't know why that happened to me. And we know that when we get to these states of mind, we know people that live lives like this. They're miserable. And we enter such bitterness, such miseries. Because there's a stubbornness that I need to understand that I need to know. And we're not able to accept with the humility. How do I, how am I supposed to know it? What do I know? How can I understand God? How can I understand Hashem's anagra with the world? How can I understand my okay? My failure, what looks like a failure in my eyes. What looks to me is no good. Now I need to say with God. I know there's something so much greater. And it looks to me like I failed. I didn't fail. And it feels there's a much bigger, there's bigger plan and there's bigger purpose. Even the, the non-Jewish psychologists are screaming this. You win and you learn. There's no such thing as failing. You don't lose. You win and you learn. There's always something good. There's no such thing as okay. But how? By the same Kalam, there's something greater than me taking place right now. And I need Mamin, does it? I don't understand. I need Lomavin. I need Mamin. I believe. And when a Jew is able to be Oichaz in Amuna to this idea of I am a friend to Boy, Hashem is way more beyond me. This is Bikay, all the Rakim, the of a Jew who's stuck in concealment and he doesn't know but he believes and he takes his seich and he says guys you're off duty right now you could go to sleep Nachman speaks a lot about sleep sleep is the sleep of a Jew is very 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 special because it's it's the king of you say Seichel, you're off duty. You can go to sleep. I'm tapping into Amuna. There's something way beyond you right now. Well, you're falling asleep, but there's an avoid of sleep. Go ahead and make it, make it the Hashem the entire night. Now, I, before just you go to sleep, you should to say. You're dreaming. There's a lot of stuff to do, but there's an avoid of called sleep. It's a real thing. Even when I'm walking and I'm alive and I'm conscious, I can go to sleep. I can say Seichel. We're not conscious. You're like such a deep state. We're also like we're conscious. You like kind of wake up again. Part of your dream. You try to stay up. So last but yeah, I got the same. That's it. I mean, like whatever. Right. Right. I don't think the faith is that you're waking up. The faith is that we're tapping into something greater. When you wake up in the morning. If you want to see properly, before you go to sleep, you have more of an awareness of something. Your whole night. Our Amuda kicks in. Mister refreshed in the gulf, but it's also going to be refreshing the neshama. This idea of sleep and faith. Sleep with Yahweh. But the idea is, is that the, the moon kicks well. in, and then the whole night, the whole time you're sleeping, 